What's going on, everybody? You clearly have good taste because you are locked in to Sky's the Limit Radio. To hear all of this wonderful content live as it goes down, simply go to Facebook and type in STLR Media TV. That's STLR Media TV. You can also catch us live as it goes down on the app TuneIn Radio under STLR Media. Do that. Thank me later. Sky's the Limit Radio, baby. Once upon a time, in a land far away, three men discovered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team with the ability to siege the bay. You'll never make it out of the bay. Give no quarter and feed the fish with any enemy that takes the field during their quest to find the Lombardi Trophy. Fox win! Fox win! Join Craig. And he walks up to me and he says, I'm John Lynch. He is a monster. That's, that's what he was, a hard-hitting white boy that played safety and he was something special. Eddie. He built the pyramid right in front of us and said, this is how we're going to do it. We got to practice doing things right all the time. Little things, huh? Details. And Zach. Every day you build, you got to build a foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. As they take you on a journey discussing front office moves. With the seventh pick in the 2014 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Mike Evans. Game breakdowns. Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. For the 30. To the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40, to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. And interviews. So batten down the hatches and get ready to set sail. It's time for Book That Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Craig here on another edition of Buck That Podcast. Joined today, got my homie across from me. Got my boy Zach in the building. Looks like your mic just stopped working, man. It's tripping. It's tripping a little bit. What's going on, everybody? It's our third show here, the Buck That Podcast. I got my boy Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Yo. It's going good, man. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hope everybody's tuning in and uh, you're ready to talk about some bucks. I'm definitely ready to talk some Buccaneer football. I wonder if my mic's working. Can you hear me, Eddie? Yeah. Testing. Right, cool, One, two. Cool. We got a lot of buck news today. Some um, good news, some bad news, and some new news. Yeah. Um, we got... Um, oh, Kerwin. Kerwin got uh, let go. Yeah, man. I had to send my jersey back. Was that like a whole two days he was here with us? About a day and a half. Yeah. yeah. He showed up. He took a physical. He walked through one buck place, got himself a little lunch. You know what I'm saying? Stretched out a little bit. Talked to about 17 people, and then uh, they told him to go home. It was all good, though. Hey. We back I, up and running now. Like, like I said, I told you last week, he ain't done nothing yet. <laughs> you, you picked up a, If you pick up a running back, from a from a, a system that has a worse running game than you have, probably not the brightest move. Well, yeah, he I mean, he's a guy he that didn't play. He, yeah, he didn't play since well, one he didn't play with them, but he hadn't played a snap since 2017. So, hey man, he could have had that. Bad. I don't know what it is with Aaron's and these these running backs that haven't played. Ellington hasn't played since 17. Maybe I, he just owed him a favor and he was just trying to get him that I one day check. I don't think it's necessarily like uh, a situation where he he's trying to pick up running backs that haven't played in a while I, I think it's the fact that well he knows them well that and we're just broke <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it just you think we just cut him to kind of save like two hundred fifty thousand? yeah well I mean, or either that or we just we just can't you know saying we can't buy players with ebt cars bro it's just, it just they don't they don't accept it so do they take bitcoin though maybe but i i don't know if bitcoin's a separate entity in the, in the salary cap you know we just we struggling right now we're struggling bad, you know. What I'm saying we got those filet mignon, you know, what I'm saying cravings with like that hamburger helper budget. You know what I mean? They ain't gonna go down like that. <laughs> Bro, I didn't think they got hamburger helper. They got there eating Vienna sausages, we, man. We we definitely shopping to save a lot right now. <laughs> all these on point right now. <laughs> hey, lettuce might have a little bit of brown on it, but that's how we gonna buy it anyways because it's a right. dollar fifty. That's right, man. Just peel a couple layers out. You be all right. <laughs> you be all right. You know, say put some tussin on it. But yeah, well, you know, definitely got some stuff to discuss. Uh, another situation going around in our in our defensive backfield. 
with a first-round draft pick from a couple years ago whose fifth-year option was just picked up. Yeah. One Vernon Hargraves. Mm -hmm. Seems like uh, having a little bit of trouble. And was on the sideline today in practice and, and not getting the start over the two rookies this year, which are Sean Bunting and Jamel Dean, and, and not getting any uh, you know uh, plays in the rotation either behind Carlton Davis or Ryan Smith, who both kind of uh, had their bright spots last year. So This isn't an injury issue either. It wasn't, and it was not an injury not issue. Not at all. Um, when interviewed, Arians uh, kind of seemed frustrated and was like, you're going to have to ask him. So either, you know, I don't know if it, what the situation is, if he violated team rules, if, you know, he's just being a, a, a prima donna in, in the coaching room or whatever, you know, behind the scenes, they just ain't with it. But whatever the situation may be, you know, uh, not looking so good for Mr. Hargraves right now. You know Welcome I to say? OTAs and the Buck Nation, baby. Next man up. Yeah. Always. We, got, we got nine cornerbacks on this roster right now. Yeah, pretty much. So... And, you know, I think that was a little bit of a sign for us to go back, double up on, on cornerbacks again, obviously losing Brent Grimes. Um, you know, we did pick up a, up, up a safety as well because, you know, we, we let some guy that we had back there for whatever reason. The, the Brent Grimes uh, let him talking go. talking about Chris that, Conti? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was like an addition by subtraction. Yeah, I don't even know why we had him. him because he, he wasn't even with it last year. Like It's like he wasn't even wanting to play. No, like he, dumb, he, he was wanting to retire. I think it was his wife. That, oh, his wife made him get that check. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we paid him, too. What did we give him, like $11 million or something like that yeah, last money, year? Yeah, he got, he got, he got taken care million? of. Yeah, he got some money. He definitely got taken care of. You know how that goes. Um, some other things in, in Buccaneers news. Um, Zach, you shared an article. There's uh, NFL Network's Kyle Brandt is actually – uh, yeah, I was, I was. This is really uh, strange. I was watching this uh, earlier today, and these are teams that he thinks are gonna turn some heads in 2019. And he's on Good Morning Football. You know, he he actually is a, is a pretty good. I like watching that show when I get a I chance do too. to catch it. It's very entertaining. It's very entertaining. Yeah. Um, for some reason, and maybe he's just uh high on uh. He's a big Mike Evans guy. He went on to say that Mike was a very underrated player, maybe the most underrated player in the league. He's a big Mike Evans guy. He feels like he is underrated. The way Bruce Arians works with quarterbacks and how he came in in 2013 with the Cardinals and how they were down, uh, I think they were like three, three and twelve or something that season or something three and thirteen and turned them around to a 12-11 win team. And what he did with Carson Palmer, he he seems to think that uh, there's some promise with Arians and Jameis that he might be able to resurrect this kid's career and keep him on the right track. I mean, one can only hope. That's kind of the the key to the puzzle right now. Um, and you know, I think with with what's going on in the organization, if you're going to be a coach and you're that coach whisperer, you know, QB whisperer, what you know, allegedly Bruce Arians is, you're at a perfect time, right? So you got you got Jameis Winston. He's on this, this last year right right here. You got you got a chance to give it your all. You know, you do whatever you can to get this man ready for the season. Hopefully, you know, he gets into some double digit touchdown situations, you know, maybe in like the high twenties, something like that. Maybe he has you know, he lowers his uh interception ratio does some things then you got your quarterback of the future you know what I'm saying you, you got your franchise guy okay we got a coach who can who can really like teach him the game and, and improve this guy and, and and you're good if all else fails say he does some bonehead stuff off the the field um you know he, i think we're past that though and, and, I, and i'm just saying yeah you know, hypothetically speaking if, if he doesn't bone if he comes out there and sucks it up and you know doesn't really make any improvements, or maybe he regresses, or whatever the situation may be. You're in a position to where next year you got a yeah. lot of lot of quarterbacks coming out, lots, lots of quarterbacks. So it, it is definitely going to be a, a favorable, you know, scenario for any team that may need a quarterback next year. Really, with Jameis, what are we what are we looking at when we look at Jameis and what we need from him? He's not, a, he's not make play- mistakes. He, yeah, exactly. That's, That's his biggest exactly thing, man, is he tries a, to force the ball. He's a playmaker. Yeah. He'll make plays, and sometimes that's to his detriment. 
he's like if, he's like Brett Favre without that little extra touch. Exactly. Now, honestly, that's what he if is. If Arians can kind of curtail some of the turnovers and mistakes and and his mind frame of always having to get that touchdown pass, I feel like James is always feeling like he has to make that play. And if he can just tailor it back a little bit, I think he'll be a little more successful well, in this league. Well, I think part of that, too, is just because he's been – and this is no knock on Jameis Winston. I think just in most levels of sports in his life, he's been that dude. The best. Yeah. He's yep. been the most elite player on the field. Where now you're on a field with elite players across yeah. the board. So some of those – you know, it's just like like you guys say, you got to just break yourself of those some of those bad habits that high school coaches and even you know some of the college coaches probably let him get away with. Now it's like no, check it down to the guy, get five or six yards, keep the play alive. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Don't go for that deep pass. It's going to get broken up because whatever reason, because you're playing against guys that can can you know make up that 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 you know that the distance, distance and yeah. all that stuff. So it, it is one of those bigger, things. Bigger, faster, stronger in this league for sure. Bigger, faster, stronger. And they got Perriman now, so. Bashar Perriman. And, I mean, we'll see how that goes. I mean, Jameis was never really the, the deep ball guy. Um, he is with a bigger target, though. I feel like he throws a, a good deep ball to Mike Evans. Well, I, I, Mike Evans is just a beast, though. His range. Well, obviously, yeah. he can just go up and get I it. I mean, really, the only thing we got to really evaluate this off of, because, I mean, he was he was good with D-Jax for, like, the first year or two as well. Yeah. So, it, it's one of those things. I, I don't, I'm not going to say he's not a deep ball guy, but he didn't really have a good, you know. So, he has a timing issue. Well, my thing with Jameis is is he he's all or nothing with that arm. And, but does yeah. he have a timing issue? Does he have a prima donna wide receiver who's no longer with us and would just felt that he was too good for practice, not a game? Well, not I think, game. I think Watching those games, ways. I would admit, I would see him miss like an easy pass that he should have gotten. But in the off. same breath, you could say, okay, he missed the pass and he was off. But then you could also say, well, I saw Jackson take, you know. Logging on his route. But it wasn't just with Jackson. It was Mike Evans missing Mike Evans all the time on those deep, deep passes, man. Hey, I don't it, know if it, it was would so break much your Mike, heart out I don't, I don't think it was so much Mike Evans. It was more D-Jax. I don't know if it's that smaller target. If he couldn't, if he couldn't adjust for his us? speed, he's been with Mike his whole career. That's yeah, why man. I feel like they had that rapport. And, 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 you know, they are constantly connecting on the field. The thing with Jackson is – is the way Ryan, why Ryan, I think, was more Fitzpatrick was more successful than Jameis is he was able to put a little more touch on the ball. That's important. He and have and leave the ball in the air a little longer and let the wide receiver run underneath the ball. Where as Jameis is more of an all or nothing passer, whether it's a 15 yard throw or it's a 50 yard throw down the field, he's gunning that thing and he's, he's putting it on a rope. Fitzpatrick would put the ball where the receiver was going to be. Mm hmm. And, and let the receiver run to the ball. Yeah, Winston would just throw it up. Man. I don't. Th- I don't think he necessarily throws it up. I think there's a level accuracy to his throw. It's it's the it's the trajectory in which he's throwing it. Where Fitzpatrick would rainbow the ball, kind of like when you're like playing 500, 500, and you throw it up way mm-hmm. in the air. He was able to run underneath the ball, whereas Jameis kind of puts it more on a on a you know lower trajectory pass, a, more of a dart. You kind of see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all about the touch. Um, but, you know, Kyle Brandt w- was chiming in on this article. He says that, you know, Carson Palmer was terrible with the Raiders, which yeah. you can all admit. Oh, yeah. And then just literally just like that, came to Arizona, Bruce Arians, and all of a sudden became a, a, a really good quarterback. A lot of success in this league has to do with coaching. It it's not just talent. It has it to do with the coaching around. I mean, would Tom Brady coming out of Michigan have been that successful going to an organization like the Browns? No. I, I don't I, know if he would have. I don't know if he would have. So it all has to do with coaching as well as your talent when you're coming out. And you it can does. be the number one overall pick, but if you have the Browns head coach you know, or, the, or, or, or an organization that is, is not ran right from the coaching staff up to the GM – to the ownership, kind of like David Snyder, Daniel Snyder over there at the Redskins, you know, how he was running his team in the 90s and 2000s and basically paying free agents wild money to come in there and play and never bought his championship, barely even made it to the playoffs. And uh, Tim from from Carefree's chiming in. He says this is definitely Winston's uh, make-it-or-bust year, and I agree with that. It, it is. It's kind of, a, it's kind of really to, to do the damn thing or, or to not. 
And and Logan, it's not that I'm not reading the comments. It's just that if y'all would actually put something like relevant, I would read them. But y'all are just trash talking. You're a Green Bay Packers fan, so if anybody likes it in the butt, it's definitely somebody who's a Packers fan. Um, Al saying thanks for Dirk because he's obviously an Eagle or a, a Falcons fan. But Dirk never won a Super Bowl with you guys, did he? And uh, Eddie Kelly is cracking on Bada. He is. Yeah. I like Bada's pirate. It's a great pirate. Yeah. It's better than my pirate. Arr. Um, To continue on to... I think I think Winston, honestly, man, I think it's set up for him. He has a good offensive line. As long as they can stay on point, Does they've he built... Really I think so, man. We'll I think they've uh, had a better offensive line than they've had in a long time. Uh, well, it's the I, same guys, so... Yeah. But yes, I think you're right. I think the left side's a little more... Since they moved Alley from the center, because Alley was not good at center. Even though he's a Pro Bowl All Pro right guard, in my opinion, they moved him to the left side, help out uh, your boy Donovan Smith a little bit, solidify the left side a little bit more. If our center can kind of cut down on his temper a little bit a little and bit. penalties and stupid um, penalties and stuff he gets himself uh, caught up in, that's also going right. to help us. And then if if he got um, some targets too now, if Donovan Smith can stop jumping off sides or false starting, he's constantly. Holding or false start? It's battle of the trenches, man. It happens. It happens. But if uh, going back to the James conversation, if we can get a halfway decent run game this year, I think that's going to help James. I mean, you look what happened when Doug ran for all those yards, uh, you know, every other year. Doug was doing good, doing bad. But the years that he was doing good, I mean, James had his best season. So... Well, Tim, to answer that, they didn't necessarily sign Donovan Smith to a big deal. He's actually under market value for... Uh, you know he's not definitely he's not like the highest paid tackle or anything out there. I mean he's got a, a solid deal, um, definitely a team friendly deal. Um, it is, it's actually the way the contract structured, not a very lucrative deal at all. Um, and and they signed him because pretty much just to be point blank, he was the best option out. Yeah, what was out what there was out there of of serviceable left tackles. And who are you going to... A guy that never missed a game either. Yeah, who yeah. are you, you going to go with? Mr. Durable or some you know older guy on the end of his career that you're going to get at a discount and, and doesn't even know the system, um, even though it is a new new coaching staff, but he, he knows organizations. Probably organization, Donovan's young, probably too. Locker room. He's young. He's like 25 years yeah, old, he, so... He, he's, only, he's within like the last couple still of years. Still malleable, still can... Can brush up on his, you know, pass run or you know, pass blocking and, at, and at, run blocking. At the end of the day, uh, you know, it's at the end of the day, it, it's coaching. You know, saying new coaching staff, maybe that they got faith that you know this coaching staff will, you know, improve some of those these little things, the offsides, the holding penalties. Because um, let's be real, at the end of the day, like if you're not cheating, you're not trying. You know, he's just getting he's caught. Trying. He's just getting caught on the holding. Yeah. You know, saying he just needs better coaching. Yeah, it, it happens. It happens to not get caught. Um, and. and, and Lucio chimed in and says, shout out, Unk. What so, up, boy? And yeah, they did lose uh, JPP for the year, for pretty much for the year, Joey. You were right. We, we kind of talked about that last week when it happened. Um, and and I think that the, you know, kind of talk around the, the organization is they're not even really worried about JPP being out. Um, as I talked about, and, you know, one thing that I, I had found afterwards, after we had that show, um, Got a high was, quality defensive. Yeah, it was Anthony Nelson, uh, our our was fifth round pick, right? I believe fourth, fourth round pick. Yeah, um, at six foot seven, two hundred seventy one pounds, with thirty four and seven eighths inch arms. Nelson is a physically imposing defensive end and also an extremely productive one. Over his last two seasons, Nelson's ninety one point two pass rushing grade. Ranked behind only Nick Bosa and Josh Allen among Power 5 edge rushers. In the draft class, Nelson also put up a freakish 6.95 three-cone drill in the pre-draft testing. And this was according to um, on my ESPN Insider. And, you know, so I get some of those, like, little extra articles. And this was an article about the most underrated players in this entire draft. Oh, he was up there. And yeah. the the... 
they had they had Bucks, the Tampa Bay Bucks, Anthony Nelson. There were other players on the list as well, but this is obviously I was just looking through the list to see who was on it. I seen Anthony Nelson. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm gonna use you know talk about this on, on Buck That podcast. So it, it's definitely a a situation where you know they might not even you know. Like I'm not expecting a rookie to come in by any means and replace the 12 sacks that that JPP provided for us last year. But with some of these people coming off of injuries, um, some of these new signings like Shaq Barrett, um, Deion Buchanan, I think maybe that with the combination of the guys, yep. we could still be okay. Um, you know, Vita Vea showed flashes, and and let's be real, Vita Vea, I believe in college actually was a three four. Defensive tackle at the University of Washington. At the University yeah. of Washington, so he's used to playing that position. So even if we did lose a Gerald McCoy, which we're about to get into, you know, there's some 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 slight updated updated news that Zach found. Um, but you know, I think that he, you know, he's shown flashes last year. He had injuries, you know, riddled season, so we didn't quite get the the first round production that we expected out of Via Veda. Yeah, I mean, he missed all of training camp and rookie camps and all yep. that st- kind yep. of stuff before season. So imagine a rookie coming in to the NFL and like not being able to go over, you know, and, and practice and, and that kind of stuff because you're injured. And and really, the start of the preseason was the start of his. You know, or like I think it was the fourth game of the preseason. It was his first game, so you know he didn't play that much. And, and we got uh, Calvin Addison chiming in on the Facebook Live. He says Nelson will start, and I think you know think a, as as training camp and all that stuff goes on, he gets acclimated to this defense. I, I definitely see him, you know, making a move and, and, and possibly being on that line. There's another guy that I was watching from the rookie camp. Uh, was his name David Kenny from Indiana? I mean, he really showed out against the rookies, so they invited him back. So I really want to see what he's going to do this week. What about what about Sean William was really having a good? What about William Golson? He's one of those guys. He's kind of on the cusp right now. It's, this is his I, last year, man. I think he's in a situation a little bit like Jameis, where you know you gotta you gotta put up or shut up. It's either you know. He he's shown a little bit of stuff here and there. He has dealt with some injuries and different things like that. Um, they're actually kind of thinking in that locker room, and the coaching staff thinks that they can get something out of him. Um, so we'll see. Either it's it's, it's going to be a situation where a either you know, they did give him that little bit of extension. Either that he's going to you know show that he's worth being around the organization, or you know next year we are going to be in a situation where we can do some you know. Uh, better free agent signings because we'll have a little bit of a, a better salary cap um, number, you know, for us to, to make some signings. He may be a guy who gets cut. Yeah, I think so. He's one of those guys that you know he's he's commanding a little bit of a salary right now. What is his not, salary? I'm not quite sure exactly what his salary is, uh, but he's one of those guys that is a Jason like mistake. They probably shouldn't have um, extended him. Who was the the guy they got last year? The, um, free agent. I think he was from Philadelphia. Uh, Bo Allen. Was it Bo Allen? Yeah. Who didn't play a lot? Yeah, he didn't play. He didn't play very often. And then who's the other guy? You got um, Mitch Unrein. They both were hurt a lot last year. So, so right now his cap hit is three point seven, and the next year it's four point seven, and the year after it's five point five. But his cap hit the first two seasons was seven million and six and a half million. Ooh. So, so it was like I, the discount year. Yeah, um, this is the discount year. Yeah. For those of you who who might not have heard, obviously Kendall Beckwith is going to miss his second straight season. Um, is is looking very quite possibly that it is going to be career ending. Um, it hasn't come out a hundred percent to be confirmed, but. They've Look, taken him off the, the depth chart. Yeah, looking like that the ankle injury is going to be 100% probably career-ending. Um, Where did we get him in the draft? Third round? I think he was second round, was he wasn't second he? Round pick? No, you know what? He, you you, you he might, might be right. Fourth. You might be right. He might have Third been. Or he fourth. Mi- yeah. Man. So, you know, that that's another situation um, that we that we do. We're, we're really, like, kind of hurting someone on, on, on the defensive side of the ball. It's going to be one of those years where even if we are a good team, we may actually – uh, light up the scoreboard, but we we may not be able to stop anybody. Uh, he was drafted in the 107th overall in the third round. Third round. Yeah. Okay. You know, we're saying that now. They're just getting started. Some of these rookies can come in. Some of these free agent acquisitions yeah, we, come in. Know. 
We did bring in a lot of undrafted free agents. And we are switching complete defenses, man, to a 3-4. Yeah. And I feel so like it, with the draft that we yeah. had and and some of the signings that we've had in the offseason, we've addressed as, as well as we could have with the cap, salary cap the way we are and switching this defense over to a 3-4 defense. Now, are we going to be a Monty Kiffin high-power defense? Maybe not yet, but are we working towards it? Possibly, man. Yeah, it's a little bit, obviously going to be a little bit different of them. But Much yeah, I, different I, I, I know defense. what you mean like as far as tempo-wise. Yeah. Monty was cover, where this will be more man, a lot of blitzing. A lot of blitzing up the middle. Yep. Um, which is which is exciting. I love blitzing. And, and the 4-3 defense that we ran predominantly with the Buccaneers was predicated mostly on a four-man rush yep. from the front four. I mean, that's what the cover two is predominantly based on. There's not a lot of blitzing in it, so it wasn't very exciting defense to watch, even though we had one of the greatest of all time. But this defense is going to be exciting. We're going to get after the quarterback. I feel like we're going to be a little bit better than maybe maybe right around middle of the pack in, sack, in sacks. But I think he's going to bring it from everywhere. Middle linebackers, cornerbacks, safety blitzes. He's going to mix it up, man. Told, uh, Todd Bowles, man, he's probably one of the greatest defensive minds right now. It's exciting, man. Young. That's why I don't want to write him off just yet. And just say we're going to have a horrible defense. They're, they're working out some kinks right now. We're working out some kinks, and one of those kinks is, is definitely the Gerald McCoy situation. Yeah, that's a yep. big one. That's a big, um, big kink. It, it, it's that they've I, apparently they've been in strong talks with the Cleveland Browns, um, and it's just really you know coming down basically is, is they want to do uh, player for player. That's what the Browns want. The Browns want to do player yeah. for player. Gerald McCoy for uh, Duke Johnson. And the Bucks want a fifth round pick along with it, which, yeah. which I think is still reasonable. You're getting but, a Pro Bowl, yes, but, a you, but Pro Bowl here's the thing: defensive lineman. You can't look at it that way though, because Why, I'm though? not. That's a because, trade because the Browns That's have like, the Bucks over their knee right now because they know they've been through the draft, they've been through free agency, they have to sign these draft picks. Where they're at is public knowledge. They know where their cap situation's at. They know how they're trying to, to relieve that situation, and that is to get rid of Gerald McCoy. There's, even though he's a Pro Bowl caliber player in the prime of his career, he's, they're going to have to take a lot lower for him. They're not going to get which but a I fair trade value. I don't feel like that. I don't feel that that's not a fair trade value, though. I think that's, that's fair as hell, man. It's, it's, it's not, all a matter of what the Browns think. And, and, and it's a, it's a it's a fifth round draft pick. I mean, yeah, they're, they're fifth round draft picks to come out and have probably been really solid in the league. I'm sure if we looked up all time fifth round draft picks, we'd come up with some pretty good names mm-hmm. um, as far as the NFL goes. But I mean, it's really not that you know saying like, all right. Are you really going to let a fifth round draft pick hold you up from getting a guy who could potentially who's a team that they're trying to make they're they're trying to win now AFC North? Yeah, I told you earlier. Uh, Dorsey had a five year plan in 2016 of the ownership there. Well, who who do you have to face twice a year in the AFC North? Steelers and Ravens. You want to get some pressure on that young quarterback Lamar Jackson. Yeah. You definitely want to get some pressure on Big Ben. Is 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 a fifth round draft pick who? On your current roster with the, the, the moves you made over these past couple of years, plus the people that you're going to draft and probably free agency and stuff next year, is a fifth-round pick really going to hold you up from getting somebody who you know is probably – like, I mean, it's, it's not going to be far off to, to say McCoy can come in and – I mean, with, with that defensive line, he's not going to be asked to be the man. But you may look at a Gerald McCoy who's looking at like eight to ten – Sacks next year with that defensive line and the linebacker core that they got over there. I mean, who knows? You know, I, th- you, I think you're giving him a little bit too much credit, but uh, I think he's definitely could get five to six thing, for sure. You can't block everybody, though. That's you're right. Um, right now, the Browns. Uh, I know this is the Buck That podcast, but we'll go over the Browns depth chart here. You got Miles Garrett. You got Larry Agunjabi. I don't know. Butcher that man's name. Yeah. No, I think I did a pretty good job. Agunjabi. Agunjabi. Hey, honest Antetokounmpo. If I can say that, I can say any name. Uh, Sheldon Richardson, who they brought in from Minnesota, the yeah. unrestricted free agent. They they brought in and trade uh, from New York Giants, Olivier Vernon. Um, they've got Brian Price, uh, Trevon Coley. They got a good defensive line. Exactly. And then you add in. If you add in Gerald McCoy. Gerald McCoy, it'd be Miles Garrett, Gerald McCoy, Sheldon Richardson, and Olivier Vernon. Championship, balling, man. Yeah, they'd be out there balling, and that's not that's even all, that's talk all, about their their defensive back all, group. That's all pretty much Pro Bowl caliber defensive line. Yeah, man, that could be the AFC starting Pro Bowl right there. Yeah, yeah, they're looking like the San Francisco Forty ers team of uh, how quickly it's happened for. I mean, 
<laughs> I say that. I, sh- I shouldn't have said that because the Browns have been so bad. But since they started this plan in 2016 with this new ownership or this new um, front office staff, I how see quickly, you a little bit. You, you how be a quickly fan they, year, you? they've turned it around. God, they, I they mean, the Bucks are going to be my AFC team this year for sure. The, the, the Browns? Miami Hurricanes North is like their first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you upset that they got rid of your boy out of Michigan? Julius Peppers? Yeah. They got Odell, though. They yeah. did. Yeah. Jarvis Landry and Odell. Hey, just to Rashad say Rashad Higgins. Fifth-round draft picks. David just, Njoku. Just, just to throw it out there. So you got Larry Centers, Rodney Harrison, Joe Horn, Robert Mathis, Hardy Nickerson. Oh, Matt hold on. Oh, oh, oh. What, what is this? What is this? What is this? All fifth-round draft All picks. All fifth-round draft okay, picks. Okay, okay, okay. Herschel Walker, Mike Webster. So those are okay. pretty names. Did you say Hardy Nickerson? Yeah. Hardy Nickerson. Hey. Those are, shout out to Tampa Bay Bulls. Rodney Harrison. Rodney Harrison. I mean, th- okay. those are all pretty good. Those are some pretty good players. Hey, teams value every single pick. They do. Whether it's the seventh to the first. But you're already stacked up. Share, spread the wealth a little bit, man. We're not, it's, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You don't play us two times a year. Yeah, you play man. us like maybe once every four years or, or something like that. You know what I'm saying? That's like trading a Tesla for a Camry. It's like, hey, man, why don't you throw in you know, an extra battery or something on the yeah. Camry, not on the Tesla. I don't know. I'm just saying they got him over throwing a barrel right now. Throwing some 6x9s or something. At least something, yeah, like saying, like, look, throw some aftermarket 6x9s. Let me get a $50 deal. racetrack car, man, for some Slurpees or something. Yes, yes. That's all, that's all man. It's a little, little something. A little something. I feel oh, you. We do have the game that we're doing, and and, and we're going to have to go screens down, me and you, for a minute. Okay. Are we doing that right now? I, I, I think, well, you know, we're – Yeah. It's, it's, Let's it's, do it. It's, it's 730 already. That's fine. Uh, we got a couple things yet to do. We also got our – we're we're unveiling our new – all-time Bucks team for the Buck That podcast. We We're going to be starting this week with safeties uh, and and counting down uh, basically our four best safeties for the Buccaneers of all time. All time. And this is going to be our our you know our chosen our, yeah. yeah our chosen. Our list. All right for the for the who for the, the Buck who are the you? Buck am I am I yeah I keep on saying are you but yeah May fourteenth contest between the one they call Craig and the one they call Zach. So we're going to start out with – Don't say the name of the person now. We're not going to say the name of the okay. person. Don't so pull a Craig now, Joe Jervicious. No, nah, man, Joe Jervicious. <laughs> hey, man, I was so excited. I was doing so good. So one, one of my favorite Buccaneers. Okay. You know, that I'll probably give it away right Mel there. Johnson. Uh, hey, <laughs> Melvin Johnson. Hey, Melvin Johnson. No, it wasn't worth that. He was born in 1967 on July 20th. Okay. Okay. Right. He also was a fifth-round Draft pick. Okay. Not Hardy. Not Hardy. Okay. Not this one. Just joking. So it wasn't Melvin Johnson? It's no, it wasn't Melvin, Melvin Johnson. Okay. He was drafted in 1990. 1990. Okay. Horace Copeland? Nope. Drafted. Fifth him. round draft pick, 1990. Did he play? Can we ask questions back? Well, let, okay. Him, let, him, let him. Okay, okay. Go ahead. All go right. ahead. Sorry. He played 126 games total. Okay. So and he's he, around for a couple of He was seasons. around for a little bit. He played with two teams. Okay. All right. He was drafted by the Bucks and he finished uh, out his career. Um wide receiver for the Cowboys. Um Alvin Harper. Alvin Harper. No, no, no. Alvin I Harper. haven't said receiver. Okay, I know, but uh, I'm Alvin just like Harper I'm just filling Cowboy it in. First, though. All right. Was his he? second team? No, he wasn't. Yes, no, he no, wasn't. Alvin no, Harper he wasn't. played for the Cowboys and then he came with us. Yes, he Did was. Because we cut yeah. his finger off and that's why he sucked. Okay. I stand corrected. His second team was the Eagles. And he played for the Bucks. He played with the Eagles from 97 and 98. Actually, what, have, what college did he go to? I just to? have Deuce Staley on the mind when you say Eagles. He never played for us. He played for no, Indiana. He played for Indiana. Yeah, he, he he was like on a, on a couple Ian practice Beckles? squads. Ian Beckles. Yeah. When you said, when you said um, Indiana. Indiana. I, if I would have said Montreal, said Quebec. Player because he, he does radio and you yeah. probably listen to him and stuff. I love him, man. My, okay. My dude right All right. All right. So for the second, second one, he was born October 20th, my dad's birthday, 1976, in the wonderful state of Florida, in the wonderful city of Pahokee. Pahokee. Or Sap. Nope. He's from Florida, though. Some little He's town like Florida. that, too. He yeah. was a first-round draft pick. For the Buccaneers. Derek Brooks. Nope. He was picked 16th overall in 1997. Or done. Booger McFarland. Nope. Or done. Nope. 
He had a oh, hundred and fourteen receptions, eighteen hundred and forty six receiving yards, and sixteen touchdowns. Jacquez Green? Nope. Riddell Anthony. Riddell Anthony. Hey. You just guessed that because I guessed Green. You're damn right. That's exactly why I guessed Got it. Him. All right. So the third one, another fifth-round draft pick. Okay. All right. Hardy Dickerson. Damn it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hardy Dickerson, born September 1st, uh, 1965. I'm losing. This, yeah, this you week. are. Hey, he played for four teams, man. I didn't even know. And the Bucks didn't even draft him. Steelers. Steelers, man. Hey. Damn. Hey, where was he born, though? What city? Uh, Hardy. Is he? Is he from? He's from up there, isn't he? Nope. No. Nope. West Coast. Long Beach in the house. Compton. Compton, California. Okay. Pretty close. Okay, for you, University <laughs> of California. That's what's up. Yeah, man. All right. He was a beast. And did you know this? He was a uh, selected to the NFL's 1990s All Decade team. Wow. Okay. Awesome. That's, that's he big, he actually might be a part of our uh, All Bucks team. Yeah. When I we think get Hardy to linebackers, was just Stay awesome, tuned. man. Yeah. All right. We got Last two more. but not least, we got two more. Doesn't really matter. Zach's already won. Ding, ding, ding. I went through the trouble of looking this up, so we got to do it. No, it's fine. These are fun anyway. All right, ready? Born January thirteenth, nineteen ninety eight, in Kansas City, Missouri. Capcom. Josh Freeman. Dang, you hey, got it too. Hey, good one. I was gonna say Kansas yeah. State. Okay, so this next player also went to Kansas State. Ooh. Okay. All right. He was born. November 27th, 1975, and was drafted in the third round. What year was he drafted? 1999. Uh, what Farland? Nope. No, he was, he was out of LSU. Yeah. What position? I can't say that. Yes, That'll you can. give it away. You can say it. I, I give you permission. Let me, let, me, let me go through a couple more things okay. first. All right. All right. Yeah. So he played for the Tampa Bay from 99 to 2003. And then he had a stint with the Cowboys and the Saints. Dwight Smith? Nope. He didn't go to Kansas State. All right, you ready for this one? I don't know my Kansas State players, obviously. Me neither. I asked Josh Freeman. Yeah. He was born in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Grammatica. Grammatica. All right. If I said kicker. He went to Kansas State, huh? Kansas State, man. Interesting. I didn't know that. It was his brother that his went, brother to, went to USA. Arizona. USA. Arizona. I thought his brother went to Arizona. No, that's no, where he, not, play, he played for Arizona. USF. His brother played for Arizona. That's when he was jumping in the yeah, air. Yeah, but I thought he played for ASU too, though. Arizona mm. State. I have to look that up. Yeah, we might have to look that up. Dan Zakar, we, we owe you all, man. You, you don't school me and Craig. All right, next week is going to be Craig's turn. He's going to come up with his. No, wait. It's your no, turn. No, it's my turn. turn. Your turn. Oh, okay. I'm too. He's already got. Already, no, you're right. You're right. I already have in mind, depending on. I, I haven't started it yet, depending on. Oh, so, so what was the theme of yours? I don't know if you had a theme. I don't think you had a theme, did you? I think you just picked players. Like, yeah, that's fine. They were just my favorite players. Okay. That's fine. Honestly, yeah. what I did is I opened up my, my cards, and they were all on the same page. So I said, yep, 100%. You just picked, okay. I right. like it. Yeah. See, I'm, I, I got a theme for you guys next week or two next weeks from now. Next time you do it. Well, well you can tell us. You can, no, or maybe no, not. Because no. that's going to be the bonus. Okay. And, and next week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to – Switch it up a little bit and maybe throw some bonus questions in there. So, you know, say like I was destroying you today with some bonus questions. We could have thrown your way as a little bone to kind of help you out a little bit. You were destroying me. Well, you know. (laughs) Three to two, bitch. I think it's four to two. It's three to two. Oh, it's not. Yeah, we only had five. Hey. It's all good. Let's get into this uh, all-time Bucks team. All-time Bucks team? Yeah. All-time Bucks team. So us here at the Buck That Podcast we are going to start coming out every single week until, obviously, we do all the positions. We're going to come out with the all-time Buck That. We haven't come up with a name yet. But anyway, it's going to be an all-time Buccaneers team for the, the Buck, Buck That, that podcast. podcast. All-time Bucks team. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a catchy little ring to it. But this week, we're going to start with safeties. Um, Melvin Johnson. He was He was a notable mention. Honorable mention, man. Whatever. He was down on the list. Top five? That was your crush. I know that's your crush. Um, 
But starting with strong safety, obviously we can go ahead and get it out of the bag. Greatest safety right? of all time? At least for the Buccaneers, for sure. I mean, a guy who's probably going to go down in Bucks history as the greatest safety, no matter who puts on the Bucks jersey. He played 11 years of the Bucks. Won Super Bowl uh, on two different teams. 100, 100, out of 164 games, he started 132. No, he's a one-time Super Bowl champ. 23 interceptions. He did not win one with Denver. What? Yeah. I'm right here. Really? I'm, it says it right here. One-time Super Bowl champ. Yeah. Two-time All-Pro and nine-time Pro Bowler. He has, uh, for the Buccaneers, he has 200 uh, career yards for those interceptions. Um, he, he did pretty pretty good, man. Um, I didn't obviously, realize, I didn't obviously realize tackle, how old he was. A tackle machine. Tackle machine. Oh, yeah, how sure. long he's been in the league for. Drafted in 1993. Here's the question, though. Would John Lynch would have had the same career if he played in the league today? That is actually a really good question because the obviously the league has changed its rules up. And it's uh, obviously a softer league that doesn't promote a lot of the, the head-to-head contact that John Lynch was synonymous for. Distributing. Um, would he – yeah, I mean, I think he'd still be a great safety. He would have to obviously curtail some of his game a little bit to kind of, you know, to this year, to this generation's game. But the talent obviously was there. Oh, he was a beast, man. I mean, as far as – I mean, even his, his, his past defense was really good. But his run stopping ability to come up in the box and stuff those holes, he had was unbelievable. Seven forced fumbles. He had uh, two fumble recoveries. He had, uh, or no, he had two, he had two fumbles. Like, I don't know the FMB. I guess that's fumbles. Maybe he fumbled it twice. Um, he had. Eight fumble returns or uh, fumble recoveries. FMB is number of times fumbled, both lost and recovered by the own team. Okay. So I still don't know what the hell that means. No, not even sure what that <laughs> so is. maybe he recovered it and then fumbled it or something, or I don't know. Something. Um, Tackle-wise, though, 787 tackles uh, combined. Solo, he had 541. And obviously these are just stats for the Buccaneers, not his time in Denver. Yeah, so he, so he had a total of 787 these are all Buccaneer stats. Yeah, he had a he had a, a, a thousand and fifty four total tackles altogether. Playing an extra four seasons in yeah. Denver, um, he had nineteen tackles for loss. So I mean, definitely one of the all time greats. Wasn't a natural ball hawk there in the safety position? More of one of those guys that you brought into the box, um, but did have twenty six interceptions in his career and. And basically every year, at least had two or three interceptions, mm-hmm. and it was a just an absolute tackling machine. And some of the hardest hits I've ever seen came from this guy. And in 1999, against Brad Johnson and the Washington Redskins in the NFC Divisional Round, picked his ass off in that 14-13 win. Damn, little uh, little tidbit there. Little tidbit. I like one that. of my greatest memories of John Lynch is obviously watching back on the NFL films and seeing him calling Slug OC, Slug OC oh, yeah. in the Super Bowl and basically knowing what was coming and his reaction when Dexter picked it off, Dexter Jackson picked it off. Now, was that him knowing or Gruden giving him the tip? Well, that's what it was. It was the film and the preparation they put in. They knew that offense, that, yeah. that Callahan was running over there because Callahan took over. He was the offensive coordinator Well, it's been John. rumored that it was the same exact offense with just a exactly slightly, slightly the same. different verbiage. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that definitely – So, John Lynch, number one on the list for strong safeties. We'll go ahead and move over to the uh, free safety side oh, of the, the field. You, know, you want to do both strong safeties first? We can. We okay. can do both strong safeties. Uh, the other strong safety we have on the list, uh, and it's slim pickings for the Buccaneers. Obviously, yeah. we have, what, 40, 50 years? What, since 79, 76? What, what year did we come into Something like existence? That. Something like that, yeah. Um, but we didn't. We don't have a lot of history with, with safeties and also other positions as well. We're yeah. not as deep on. So – with our second best safety, we've historically been garbage. I mean, we'll we have like been, we have, been. and and people will probably argue and say maybe there's somebody else that could go in this spot, and that's all fine. But this is according to the Buck That podcast. Uh, Jermaine Phillips out of Georgia, another hard hitting safety. 
a guy kind of like John Lynch. One more thing on John Lynch. My bad. I yeah, just yeah, saw yeah. this right here in the stat. He was drafted by the Florida Marlins in the yes. second round yes. as a pitcher. Oh, he's also his father-in-law. God, I got to look that up. But, yeah, he, he was. That's crazy. He, he I didn't was drafted know that. as a pitcher, yeah. He has yeah. a famous father-in-law. Yeah, something like that. I got to look it up. But we'll go back to Jermaine, Jermaine Phillips. Phillips so, yeah. Jermaine Phillips, seven-year career, all Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Has some pretty good numbers. Um, 74 games started out of out of 96, 11 interceptions, returned for 160 yards, um, a long of 58, um, 20 pass deflections, or no, 30 pass deflections, my bad, 10 forced fumbles, um, 5 fumble recoveries for 75 yards, um, 3 sacks. He does have one touchdown off of a fumble doesn't have any touchdowns for uh, interceptions um has a combined tackles of 417 332 of those solo 85 assisted 16 tackles for loss and 10 qb hits so those those are uh numbers right there obviously he was used in, a, a lot in in the uh Tampa two, you know they they were they were notorious for blitzing their defensive backs in the Tampa two and the, and the Monty Kiffin days and stuff like that. Um, so he he's somebody who who we felt was you know worth like that that backup role, you know. And if you had strong safeties and you got John Lynch and you got uh, Jermaine Phillips, I think you got a pretty good uh, strong safety yeah, rotation. Definitely, definitely. Didn't so, didn't Phillips play a little bit of linebacker too towards the end of his career with the Bucks? No, I don't think so. They, they have him listed here pretty much mostly strong safety. He did have a couple of years where he played a little bit of both, but majority was strong safety. You think it maybe Mark Barron? But maybe. he we didn't move him to to linebacker. The Rams did. The Rams did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So moving over to the other side of the field at free safety. Uh, this was also a little difficult for us to pick. One to two, but he did get the NFL. Number one, we came up with Dexter Jackson, Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. Um, not a guy that's had a real flashy career with the Buccaneers, but had a couple uh, good, solid seasons for the Bucks. Obviously, winning that Super Bowl MVP, um, one-time Super Bowl champ. No other notables. Not he wasn't a Pro Bowler. He wasn't an All Pro. Didn't make the Hall of Fame. And not really a lot of not a lot of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, were. We will have some really good notable players though for this team. For Just Tampa, for Tampa, he had forty two starts, um, eight interceptions. He was a Super Bowl MVP, um, one hundred sixty four yards in those uh, interceptions. He had a long of fifty eight, nineteen pass deflections, three forced fumbles. He had two fumble recoveries. Looks like he had three and a half sacks, 219 combined uh, tackles, 176 solo, 43 assisted, 10 tackles for loss. Another quarterback, you know, another guy to get that, that would get to the to the in the backfield, yeah. stop some runs and stuff like that. So, or he didn't really have any sacks. Or it doesn't show if he has any he sacks. He had three and a half sacks. Oh, three and a half sacks, yeah. yeah. So he was somebody who was able to get the quarterback a couple times. Looks like he maybe made a couple, uh, you know, run stops from running backs for, for a loss. Um, so, you know. Definitely the the most notable thing Dexter Jackson did for us Super was MVP. obviously winning the Super Bowl MVP. So that's probably what put him over the top for us. Um, Funny stat. And he went to Florida State. That didn't hurt. He ran a four two seven in the 40. Who did? In the, in the scouting combine. Dexter did? Dexter yeah. Jackson says it right here. Damn. Jackson ran the manually timed 40-yard dash, 4.27 Are you sure you're not talking about Dexter Jackson out of that we drafted the wide receiver? Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah, my bad. <laughs> I am on Dexter Jackson wide receiver. I did, too. Sorry about that. It's okay. I was going to say, that that was a... Appalachian State grade Yeah, Dexter that was Jackson. a uh, mistake on Gruden's part, for sure. That yes. pick. Definitely. That, one of the worst draft picks Gruden ever made. All right, number two, free safety list. A guy that we honestly didn't get to see play too much because, one, I wasn't even born yet, 
and two, you were just an itch in your daddy's pants when he was born. Pretty much. But <laughs> basically, uh, we got Cedric Brown on here, and all the research that we've done on him, he was a ball hawk safety, one of the first in Buccaneers history as far as that goes. A time uh, they uh, Before a time, they didn't do t- uh, tackles for stats. We don't have that, but as far as interceptions goes, he's got 29 interceptions and 95 games started. That's pr- that's pretty damn good. And he's got two touchdowns on the defensive side of the ball. So he was drafted, uh, let's see, out of Kent State. Uh, Round 12. Yeah. What does that say? Does that, the Oakland Raiders. Uh, 1692nd overall. Fuck. Oh, wait. No. No. Oh, never mind. I'm reading the wrong line there. 12th round. Yeah, sorry. 343rd overall in the 1976 draft. Out of Lyndon McKinley, Ohio. He played from 76 to 84. I was just three years old. Um, out of 100 games, he started 95, 29 interceptions um, for 593 yards, two a, touchdowns. A long interception 81. return of 81 yards, too, as well, for a touchdown. Um, four fumble recoveries for 109 yards and one touchdown. And that's pretty much you know the stats they kept back then. Um, Twenty nine interceptions, man. That's that's pretty good. Really yeah, good. no, that is pretty good too. I mean, you look at a guy like Rodney Barber. Him, yeah. We know about Rodney Barber, what he's done. He's got like forty one interceptions in his career. So this guy's got twenty nine. That's pretty damn good. And he did it in a lot less time than Rondé Barber did it. And what did he play? Uh, a total of like eight, nine seasons. Yep. Rondé played like sixteen. A really bad team too. So, and this guy, from everything I've read about Cedric Brown. He was one of the few bright spots in the Buccaneers defense uh, in a time when we didn't get a lot of wins. And the wins that we did get, this guy was responsible for a lot of that. Yeah, so definitely a good uh, – he has three career playoff games. So Maybe that one season when we went to the championship? Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. Yeah, in 1979 and then also in 1981 yep. as well. And our results that year, we beat Philly 24-17, and then we lost to the Rams uh, 0-9. 9-0. Battle of the... Uh, the uh... And then 1981, we lost to Dallas 38 to nothing. Oof. Man. So next week, when we do the Buck That all-time team, Buccaneers team, do you want to switch to the offense and do a section of the offense? Um, we can start offensive why, line. Why don't we just do the whole defense? We can do all defense because I feel like we'll, we'll do cornerbacks next go week. Cornerbacks. I, I like just feel it. like the Bucks like are known for defense. Like we should tease the defense a little bit because I feel like there's a lot on the Bucks defense that we can talk about. You know what I mean? I, I think that makes it a little bit better for us. It does, but we kind of like blow the load really quickly. You know what I mean? They, they they got a couple players on offense too. They, trust a couple, me. A couple a couple players, guys. but I don't know if y'all remember. We have not really been known for our offensive teams. They had some beasts on offense, man. There's a couple guys in that ring of honor. All right, we'll we'll do it that way. That's fine. Cornerbacks next week. Cornerbacks. I mean, you already know. How many you want to do? Four. We'll do four. Two, two on each side. Two on each. Let's side. do six. I say we do six as well. I was going to get say the six. honorable mention. Because we'll do the you know we'll do the the the. You know, obviously you'll be your your starters rotation because you got to add in like a because usually like sometimes you add the nickel back and everything. So you know, I, I feel like a starter, you know, defensive one, you know, DB one, two, and three, and then the backup for one, two, and three. You know, yep. what I'm saying like so. I, now I got a question for both of y'all. We made our list today. Mm-hmm. Honorable mentions for y'all at safety. One player. If you had to pick another player to put on this list for you growing up, who Gary was Nutt. it? Melvin Johnson for Melvin you. Melvin Johnson. What about you, Craig? I'll, I'll take Tenard. I was going to say Tenard as well, but I'll also say Damian Robinson. I'll say Savvy Piscatelli. Savvy. I forgot him. Oh, Sabatino. The re- he's a wrestler right now. Don't call him that no more. He's just Savvy Piscatelli. Okay, Savvy Piscatelli. Tenard Jackson was awesome to watch, man. He just he had a little bit of that weed problem. Yeah, that yeah. weed problem. I mean, it's not even a problem. Just, for the NFL, yeah. it is. For the NFL, it is. For the NFL, it which is. is ridiculous. Hopefully, one of these days, the NFL, NBA, soon, well, the NBA soon, is pretty soon much, to be there. The NBA doesn't even really pretty much count that stuff. Yeah. Hopefully, one day. Though. I think Chris Conti should be on there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, no. 
I, I, he'd be on the list, but he'd be down a little bit further. I put him underneath Damian Robinson, even though he might have better stats. I don't know. I put him under Tenard. Tenard Jackson was raw, man. He, he was a fun guy to watch. So next week, cornerbacks. Then also, I've got See who joins Rondé Barber. My who the buck am I? Mm-hmm. Five players. I'm going to try to stump the hell out of y'all. All right, let me ask you this. Who do you think is going to ha- keep showing out in practice this week? Mm. I mean, they, they said Bunting's been having a pretty good uh, – Yeah, he, he picked on one off in, uh, for a touchdown, didn't he? Bunting's mm-hmm. been having a pretty good uh, mini camp so far. I want to follow up on Kenny a little bit, man. I, I, I want to see what he does against the, the A-squad players or, like, you know, a little bit of a better lineup, mm-hmm. see if he can still keep getting to the quarterback. Because they said last week in rookie camp, he was at the quarterback almost every play, every okay. play that he was in. So I said, yeah, he's definitely coming back. So, On a side note, even though it's not a, a Bucks player, uh, the Giants may have to face this guy twice a year. They said Dwayne Haskins has been having a really good uh, rookie minicamp so yeah. far. Yeah, huh. Yeah. So, so, so there's a little something to keep your eyes out. There's no little fancy football knowledge out there for you guys. Um, we do talk about stuff like that. No boundary sports talk every Sunday from nine to eleven Eastern Standard Time AM. Uh, every Sunday, right here on. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have a good uh, Sunday sports SmackDown too this weekend coming up. Awesome! I can't I, wait. I for think that. I want to serve up a, a SmackDown one day. You want to serve us up this weekend? We'll see. Okay. I mean, I could just do it. That's fine. That's fine. I don't know if I'm having some time this week. Be real. <laughs> All right. Hey, it's already been an hour, huh? It is. We're getting towards the end right now. This this is the end. It's the quickest hour of the week. It, it is, is pretty man. quick. Love some, love some Bucks podcast, though. Yeah. Buck that podcast each and every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. right here at STLR. So real quick before we get out of here. So I heard that the Bucks might be able to save some money on this JPP injury. They are going to be able to pay. Listen, so from what I understand is because it's an NFI, non-football injury, Yep. even though we pay him, it does not count against the salary cap because some probably verbiage and stuff Mm -hmm. in the contract. Yeah. So we should be able to maybe make some moves, especially if we get the situation negotiated with the Browns and, and, and move Gerald McCoy. Um, I'm not saying it's a I'm not saying it's a move that has to be done, but you know what? Ndamukong Sue's still out there. If you really like, we we've looked at their stats. They're pretty much the same guy, as, as stat wise. Yeah, but you're not going to get him for under ten million a year. If no one's signing him up right now, he's going to take. He's going to. Well, that was the same thing with Ziggy Ansah. He just got nine. So, do you think Ziggy's going to get more than Zoo? Well, Sue's on a little bit. He's he's a defensive tackle though. He's not a defensive end. And true, I, I think I think, but I think he is coming off of I a twenty five million dollar contract. So I think he's not going to take less than ten. We'll see. I, think he's I don't know. Take what he wants. You know who knows? He There's might, still some other players out he there. He might take five and go to the Patriots. You know yeah. what I mean to win a championship. Who, who knows? knows? Who knows? There are some other players out there besides him. I can't think of them at the top of my head. Yeah, but there are there are some defensive tackles, or just even some people that can make our team better. Whether even you know, there's some, there's some linemen and stuff out there. Something add some depth somewhere. Um, it doesn't ever you know if you're if you're happy with what you got at camp, you know find something that you like out there and or or, or just save it. Who knows? I think we brought in out of all thirty two teams the most undrafted free agents this season. Yeah, they're so really far, testing so. out this team, man. They're really trying to see what they have. They're bringing a competition, is yeah. what it yeah. is too. They're bringing a competition. Hey, you know, what I'm saying just because you're fifth, sixth, seventh round draft, just because undrafted. you're drafted, doesn't mean this guy can't yeah. steal your spot. That's right. So. Uh, Best man up. Maybe we'll see Bobo Wilson get some action. Yeah. Oh, Bobo. Are you guys pretty much uh, the same here that G Mac has done? Yeah, I think I think they're going to work out the trade here sooner or later. I I think the uh, 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 unlike what you guys are saying, I think that the Bucks are going to have to actually just bend over and just take it to get rid of and just move on from McCoy. Yeah. I don't think necessarily they're going to get the draft picks they want. I think one way or want. another it's going to work its way out. They're going to be blessed to get to get a running back of his Obviously, caliber. Obviously, where there's smoke, there's fire. In yeah. this in, in this particular st- uh, scenario, I think it's going to be, you know, one but, of those situations where – But if they don't trade – They're going to pull the trigger. I don't necessarily think they just cut him outright, especially with this JPP move. I think they might find somewhere else to save some money. Somewhere else. Well, I mean, we, we got, really know where else. It, it, listen, at the end of the day, you don't have to trade him. It's still the trade deadline. So, I mean, yeah. if anything, you put him out there for production-wise and you boost up his 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 uh, 
Yeah, there's other value. ways for us to save money. You boost up his value. There are definitely ways you can uh, negotiate some stuff and, and, and make the money that you need. Um, with that being said. It's 8 o'clock on the dot. I'm not in my drop top, but I am going to be cruising the streets. Uh, this has been another Buck That Podcast. Any final shout-outs, fellas? Shout-out to uh, the Bucks. Shout-out to all them listeners who came through today. Appreciate y'all, man. Shout-out to No Boundary life. Sports Talk every Sunday, 9 to 11 a.m. Shout out to Carefree Pest and Termite Solution. Give Tim, owner Timmy. operator, a call. Get some, get some services. He will remove those pests, not including in laws, baby mamas, or baby daddies. But you can give him a call 941 556 9019. And the Patriots suck. And the Patriots eat dicks. And shout out to all the shows on STLOG. They like fish sticks. Yeah. Shout out to Savvy Piscatelli. Do Savvy the Patriots Piscatelli. like fish sticks? And shout out to us. Number one, listen to podcasts on STLR. Go check us out on Spotify. Whoop. Look up STLR Media. Or iTunes. Give us that or like. iTunes. Or Google. Or Follow us. Or, or Anchor. Google. Or a bunch of other ones that I can't remember right now. But we'll catch you guys next week. Peace, Peace out. out.